Hello and welcome to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine Tomlinson and I founded Oxford Clay, an eco-conscious pottery company. So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things pottery related, often with an eco-conscious twist, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's go. Hi, so welcome back to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. Um, this week I wanted to talk to you about um, vegan pottery. So what is veganism first of all? Well, veganism is not either using or consuming any animal product or animal byproducts derived from animals. So vegan pottery essentially is not using any animal either uh, ingredients or byproducts um, in either the ingredients of pottery or the tools of pottery. So let's explore this further. Um, now, <laughs> I understand if you are, you know, confused about what vegan pottery actually is. Um, I have to say, I was actually at a vegan um, market um, at Christmas and I was going to, um, you know, I was sort of selling my work there and I was like, hey guys, you know, hey vegans, fellow vegans, um, here's like some vegan pottery uh, for you. And um, I overheard, I, I was sort of sitting there with my stall and stuff and I actually overheard this um, girl say to her friend, um, I don't know why pottery's here, pottery's vegan anyway, isn't it? I thought, oh, that's really interesting. You know, if if um, if vegans don't know <laughs> about you know pottery potentially not being vegan, then um, I should probably do like a podcast episode on it and just talk a little bit about the ways that pottery can uh, not be vegan, basically. So I'm going to talk to you about um, animal products, basically, in pottery, and um, you know you might not be aware of this, and lots of people aren't. And to be honest, I wasn't really until I started sort of really looking into it and researching and stuff. So um, what I'm going to do is tell you about the two ways, the two types of things that the animals can be involved in in handmade pottery and industrial pottery as well. Um, so let's go. Okay, so the first way that um, you can actually get animal products in pottery is in terms of the actual ingredients in the clay or glaze. So if you think back to kind of like bone china, you know, that kind of traditional, very fine china. Bone china is actually called bone china because it used to be made with um, ground up animal bones, um, usually bovine bones. So, you know, bone ash is still available today. Some potters still use bone ash. It's often used as an ingredient, you know, well, it's used in bone china, um, bone china clay, and it's used, it's often used also in glaze recipes to increase the kind of strength and translucency of clays and also glazes at very high temperatures. So um, it, it's like, it's got very high in calcium basically, um, animal bones. And so they're ground up into a powder 
and they're added to clays and, and glazes um, to increase their strength and translucent, translucency when they're very highly fired. So obviously not all potters will use uh, bone ash in their clay and glazes, but some potters do. Um, and also some potters who use, you know, some commercial glazes, so like they buy a glaze, which is in a powder form from a pottery supplier, or they buy a glaze, you know, already made up as a glaze, as a liquid, you know, they might have bone ash in, um, in the ingredients. And so they won't necessarily know that unless they actually check with their pottery supplier. So bone ash is one ingredient that can be used in pottery and is still used today in pottery. So you can still buy bone ash as um, an ingredient um, from pottery suppliers, basically. Okay, so the second way that animal products can be used in pottery is in the tools that potters use. So there are a number of animal-based ingredients that potters can use in their kind of um, group of tools that they can use to shape their clays. So um, the first one is um, chamois leather. Um, so chamois leather is a very kind of soft type of leather and potters will use chamois leather often when they're throwing on the wheel. They'll use a little piece of chamois leather just over the rim of a pot as the wheel's going round just to smooth the rim, make the rim like really rounded and smooth. Um, so, you know, you don't actually need to use chamois leather for this. You can use a sponge or your, you know, hand. So um, I've kind of got rid of, I wouldn't use leather in my pottery practice. Um, another way actually potters use chamois leather is they stretch it. They can stretch the damp leather like over a board, a flat board, and then they can use it actually to um, make the rims or the bases of pots like really, really flat. So they'll kind of basically, you know, you can um, just kind of twist the pot onto the chamois leather stretched across a board and that will make the rim or the base uh, really flat. So I've actually experimented with just using a tea towel for this um, and it works really, really well. Tea towel's fine, cotton tea towel, chamois leather, absolutely don't need to use chamois leather for that job. Um, so another way, another animal product that's sometimes used as a pottery tool, will actually often use as a pottery tool, is a natural sponge or marine sponge. So um, marine sponges are actually classified as animals um, and when like when you're using the marine sponge it's actually the skeleton of the animal that's died. So basically you know they're taken out of the water um, and the sponge dies and then what's left is the animal's skeleton. Um, so potters use natural sponge or marine sponge because it's really really soft it doesn't sort of drag on the clay and it can make, you know, a really kind of smooth um, surface when it's like wiped across, you know, a pot. And um, what I found is that the um, that um, cellulose sponges, so cellulose sponges are the kind of like widely available from like DIY shops, um, you know, supermarkets, um, and they're actually made from plant fibres. And I found them to be fantastic for pottery. You know, again, they're very soft. They don't drag across pottery. 
um, you know, they're brilliant. <laughs> do everything you need a sponge to do. And actually, sponges are such an important pottery tool. You're basically using a sponge the whole time in pottery. So, um, you know, having a cellulose sponge is a fantastic option. They also biodegrade at the end of their natural life, um, unlike plastic sponges. So, yeah, cellulose sponges are amazing. Um, so the third way that animal products can be used in pottery um, as a tool um, is um, shellac, which is not really widely used by potters, but what um, some potters do is they paint um, shellac, which is actually made from um, the lac beetle. And um, so what happens is potters paint this shellac onto clay and the shellac dries on the clay and then they wipe the area around it and then you're left with a kind of impression um, on the pot. So you've got a raised area that's like not being wiped away, covered in shellac, and then you've got the rest of the pot which is wiped away. So pot, some potters use this for doing like really intricate designs. You know, they paint on a very intricate design with shellac and then they'll wipe the rest away and they're left with like this kind of like, you know, beautiful design, stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's another way that some potters would use um, an animal product, shellac. Um, okay, so the very last way, and I found this, um, this is something I didn't think about too much really until I, you know, started researching more about it. And that is that actually, um, in terms of like decorating pottery, a lot of specialist pottery brushes are actually made from animal hair. So, um, for example, um, there's a, a hake brush. Um, that's that's actually made from goat hairs. It's like a, this big flat brush which is used to paint on glazes, and you know that's made from goat's hair traditionally. Um, so what I found instead actually are um, synthetic makeup brushes. You know, like those those big fat kind of blusher brushes or the brushes that are used to brush on like you know makeup like foundation and stuff i've actually found those to be really a really good substitute for an animal hair hake brush so lots of makeup brushes you know are synthetic made from synthetic hair so i just like look on the packet and see oh it's a synthetic hair brush you know made of plastic um when i was reading about this actually about animal hair brushes a lot of animal hair brushes are made from animals uh, from the fur industry so that's why I um, decided to stop using animal hair brushes in my work and um, so yeah I found synthetic brushes to be absolutely fantastic you know um, they actually degrade less badly than um, animal hair brushes as well so they like keep for longer um, sometimes they're even cheaper um, and they you know they they're just great um, so those are all the ways that um, an animal, uh, animal products and ingredients, you know, can be used in pottery, um, which, um, you know, until I started researching, like I said, I wasn't aware of all these different ways, you know, so um, you, no wonder, like, you know, nobody really knows about this stuff. But um, yeah, I thought it would just be really good to do an episode just like talking about it. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed that episode on what vegan pottery actually is. Um, I hope you found it interesting and I'm really looking forward to seeing you next time.
So if you liked that and you're interested in learning more about pottery, eco-conscious pottery, tools and techniques for potters, there's so much for you on the Oxford Clay website. There's blogs, ebooks, e-courses, video courses, and I can't wait to see you there. So the website is www.oxfordclay.co.uk. Mm -hmm.